Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web light novel and manga review. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists and writers that are part of this amazing explosion of creativity, giving us stories to entertain and inspire us. We'd like to welcome Lily, AKA Elsie Star, AKA Basic Baka, or as Asuka might say, Baka, uh, the author of original English light novels, uh, A Religious Witch. How incredible. Why can't I pick up girls? But I love her and many others. Uh, welcome to the show, Lily. Hi, it's nice to be here. All right. Hey, um, I also noticed that uh, you're not just a writer. Uh, you seem to do a little uh, tarot and you're an artist on the side as well. Well, um, I'm not necessarily a, a drawer per se, just doing tarot. And I also stream on the side as well. Uh, just little fun things I like to do on the side other than writing. I'm not just a writer. I'm a content creator. That's what oh, I like to say. That's a great way of putting it. That's my wife is a content creator at heart because oh. that's what she does. Uh, she's been doing the social media game since Twitter was an egg. So oh, yeah, okay. she, she does that and she does it very well. Um, so got a lot of respect for anybody who uh, likes to get their creative juices flowing. And one of my biggest questions though is, were you always creative? Were you always a writer? Was it it's something that you started as a kid or did you fall into it later in life? Oh no, I've been pretty much born writing. I've started writing the moment I can write, literally handwrite. Um, I was actually, uh, well, I like to say I was born Spanish. English is not my first language, but my mom, in order to better assimilate with the community at the time, she, she pretty much grinded uh, grammar English and learning um, how to speak it um, at a very gonna, young age. You're not going to fit in with most, you know, Anglo's yeah. if you know proper grammar. I'm going to tell right. you there. I mean, yeah. trust me as a teacher, mm -hmm. I, I've got seniors in my classes that couldn't put a sentence together. So Almost, yeah, you're you're, yeah. you're ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I've realized that over the years, but uh, um, English has always been my strong suit, beca maybe because of the fact that she like did all this for me as a kid. But um, I started writing fanfic, as most young girls do, most young, yeah, young cis girls do. And um, I think it was like 12, I played fun. I played a little bit of Final Fantasy VIII and I was like, you know what? What if I just created my own Final Fantasy game and just made up a story and the rest is pretty much history. I just always wrote, I just, I never stopped. I mean, I, fan fiction, fan fiction is fan fiction, but- Hey, um, no, no, we, yeah. we don't denigrate fan fiction on this podcast because okay, I good. will tell you, Fan, when you were in school, did you ever have to write from a prompt? Um, yes, my uh, my teachers actually, my English teacher, or at least, yeah, my English, uh, one teacher in particular when I was in sixth grade, she actually adored me just because she loved, I guess she liked my stories, but she always encouraged me to write more and more and more. So because of her, I was, you know, I, I guess at the time I never really thought about it too much. I just like, oh, I like to write. I'm going to write more. Yay, more writing. I yeah. like doing it. Well, and that to me, that's what fan fiction is. 
Yeah. Fan fiction is just simply you're writing from a prompt. Someone has given you a story. Someone's given you characters and you're seeing where that goes. Hell, you could even say the Aeneid, the Aeneid by Virgil mm -hmm. is fan fiction about the Odyssey. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've so, actually come to realize as, you know, as I get older, as I get more in touch with the classical or classic literature, uh, stuff like, you know, Dante's uh, Inferno, um, you know, other stuff that is essentially Bible fanfic. And <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. I've never heard anybody <laughs> put it that way before, but that is absolutely amazing. I'm a big well, Dante fan and I've never heard anybody say that, but I love it. That's I awesome. Mean, I guess like that's and like like the Odyssey is pretty much fanfic. I mean, fanfic is all around us, and I just I'm just like, but why look down on fanfic? It's so important, you know. It is so important for the like because you know when you're a kid, you play with other toys. You play the way I say it is, you know, when you're a kid, you're playing with toys, right? You're playing with Barbie dolls, action figures, whatever. No judgments, you know. Yeah. But like. You know, as you grow older, you if, essentially make your own toys to play with. Hey, trust me, the um, even when you get older, uh, like mm -hmm. I wrote, uh, there are two of my stories, one very long, one mm -hmm. very short on FIM fiction, which nice. is friendship is magic. I wrote two My Little Pony fanfics. I nice. wrote the first one for my sister. Uh, when she was 20 something mm -hmm. and then the next one I was like you know what I think I could take one of these stories and just make it cooler and I wrote a fanfic piece uh, 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 like an epic style fanfic My Little mm -hmm. Pony piece and I enjoyed it I had a lot of fun I mean my first my first story I ever probably wrote that I would consider my first attempt at a novel was a Macross fanfic Okay, that's a lot of, I got a lot of respect for that alone because Macross is really, I, I haven't finished, I haven't watched it, but I really want to watch it. But I, I like the aesthetic of Macross. Yeah. Crossing pop idols with, with makeup. That's awesome. I love that. It, it, it's, it's, it's my, my, uh, it was where I cut my teeth as a anime fan. So yeah, hey, Macross has a special there. place in my heart. Yeah. Um, what inspires you to write? I mean, we, we've talked about fanfic. What inspires your stories? What inspires you? Well, music. Okay. I, um, well, um, I grew up, of course, listening to a lot of 80s music, thanks to my mom and last 60s music, 70s, stuff like that. Um, that inspires me. Anime inspires me, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, when I I guess developed my own taste of music, definitely J-pop and K-pop. Like I know everyone likes to dunk on K-pop, but there are so many legitimately good, there's so much good stuff out there. You're really missing out if you like look down on it. Hey, I, I, I listen, I have sorts, all sorts of, I listen to OPs and EDs. Right, same here. <laughs> like, I actually found a lot of my favorite J-pop and K-pop uh, singers through like the, the openings and the and the endings too so like for me music is so like important to me like it's just very very like I keep it very close to me and I like I said I um, and you know like I mentioned before the Final Fantasy 8 I get inspired by games um you know movies stuff like that you know I actually when I was a kid I used to read a lot but as an adult I kind of stopped just 
I don't know, like at the time, nothing really appealed to me. But now I'm like reading a lot more and I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my God, well, how, how much have I been missing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I, I, I hear you there because um, I, uh, I grew up with that six, 1960s, 70s, 80s music mix. And there you uh, go. then yeah. really, you know, I mean, I've got, my wife is a little bit of a metal head, so that kind okay. of makes things different occasionally. Hey, but, I mean, you know, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I, no, I will have, uh, I will have um, like Macross Delta soundtrack from Walker, by Walker, like blasting in my classroom or listening to Mayan. Um, nice. Yeah, so it's, yeah, my kids yeah. get a talk that, yes, their teacher is a weeb. And um, funny. they're just gonna have to live with it. <laughs> have you had any memes posted on you about you yet? On, not, like, not yet. Um, no, not, not yet. that you know of. <laughs> not that I know of. Yeah, nothing that I've come across. Uh, so, oh no, I know if I were a teacher, I would be doing the same thing. I would put like the classical music from like Trigun or something like that. Yeah. And, just go with that like I like I like to I guess it's easy for me to say I like a little bit of everything like to me if it sounds good then it's definitely like I, I like I guess for me too I also feel the passion of the musicians and the singers yeah in the songs that I'm just like I just can't help but get carried away and especially with like I, you know thanks to the 80s music I really like the synth yeah so that yeah. takes me away a lot more that's usually when I get my best ideas for my stories cool very cool yeah so um what are uh, you you've written quite a few stories um yep. <laughs> so which which is your which one is the favorite that you've created like and think of it in this way because it's easier than picking like favorite stories what's the favorite universe you created well here's a fun fact all the fantasy based ones are actually in one world well that's great that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> that makes it a lot easier on me. But as far as my favorite story, I would definitely say um, the why can't I pick up girls one. And I say that because it kind of takes a different perspective from because the, the incredible witch kind of kind of it's kind of limited in the sense that it's only in one, really in one person's perspective and the main character's perspective. But the why can't I pick up girls is basically going to be, you know how like in at least like a lot of fantasy and isekais, they travel a, around and they meet like the different characters and stuff. Yes, yes. That's that one I was hoping or I'm hoping to kind of like meet different creatures, different species of people or humanoids and witches and such and all this and that. And especially since this particular main character is a troll, that's also kind of unique in itself, yes, I thought. Yes. Yeah, kind of so, makes him, you know, makes him a, an outsider in any situation generally. Oh yeah, and you know, I've always kind of been an outsider anyway, as I, as I sort of alluded to earlier, not just like in communities, but like even in my own family. So I'm just like, I know what that feeling is like and I really hope that I'm translating it well in that story. But at the same time, also kind of having fun with the world building too, because, yeah. <laughs> I, I love world building. Uh, yeah. That that to me, that's one of my stronger suits. I can build a world like, 
you know, and you can see it function, mm -hmm. but sometimes I forget the plot. <laughs> yeah. And you get caught up in that. And that's one thing like I try to do, like I have to remain focused, like, okay, this chapter, he's going to meet this person or he's going to meet this character. This is their plot. Don't go into, don't go into too deep. And for me, I overthink a lot of things. So I had to put that story on pause just because I'm just like, all right, I, I got to relax. Do you, do you tend to plan things out or do you let them evolve? Um, I tend to like for bigger stuff when it comes to um, species or humanoids, I tend to kind of have like a, like I already would have it noted out before I'd start fighting just so I can have a base. Okay. But generally uh, in the past, they, uh, they were pretty much on the fly and some of them tends to be very disorganized. It's, comes off as disorganized and like not as as well as I like to. So now I'm actually gonna say, I'm taking a step back saying, okay, let's actually plan this out. Let's see where we wanna go. Okay, and that's I... been helping me a lot more retain my focus on my stories more rather than, all right, uh, I guess we're going this way or I guess we're going that way. So I'm really like, like, I plan my world building, like I work on my world building, but the characters themselves, I guess I'm just so used to kind of having them go on their own because yeah. of my fanfic history. Uh, I'm just like, wait a minute, this isn't, they, the, the, the readers don't know who they are. I know everything about them from their birth to their death. I know exactly when they're going to live and die and all that. But like the readers don't know that. And so I need to really work and strengthen those characters out as much as I can. So now, like I said, I'm, you know, taking a step back. I'm really like trying to focus on what, you know, what this character is at their core versus just like using an anime trope, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, good character development. Uh, you hear time and time again from people mm -hmm. who are reading that one of the key things that they enjoy, whether it's, uh, it, whether it's watching an anime or whether it's reading, uh, they want to see their characters evolve over time. And I think that's a really important attribute to, to focus on. Right. And that's another thing too. Like I, I do tell people and I know for a fact that I am really, really good at character creation. I'm good at strengthening a character, but it can always be better. If we it's, ever, just, it's just if, one of those things I'm really proud of, but I'm just also kind of a perfectionist where I'm like, this has to not, not necessarily just has to be perfect, but just more like, I want the, I want the readers to connect with them. Yes. Though so at as, some point it's as good as it's going to get. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> it's going to have to be, you'd be like, uh-huh. Yeah. This, I could write this again right. and, and again, it, you could be like, uh, what is it? Uh, Anno and the Evangelion mm -hmm. series. Let's just redo the whole thing. Yeah. Like three different ways because I'm not happy with the way it turned out. Yeah. So, yeah. So I know. totally relate to him on that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally relate to that. But like I said, but uh, on the other hand, I'm also learning to let go of them too. Like, you know, instead of just rewriting all of them, like not just like strengthening them, but like, okay, this is, I, like once I determine what their core is, then I'm just like, okay, now I'm putting you in this world. All right, go at it. Let's see how you do. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, well, well, because you use that method, um, do you write things that then surprise you? Do you, are, yes. You're like, oh my God, 
I didn't think of this ahead of time. Yeah. But this is, oh, this is really yeah. cool. Yeah. That, that happens quite often. Yeah. And I love it when that happens. That like that, that. And then that's why I like using this net new method now where again, I just figure out their core and then just drop it into the world and just kind of see how they work out. And then it's easier for me to let them go and be their full character selves. And I can write everything that I want to write about that either particular scene or the story itself or whatever. That's, I mean, that, that's a great way of doing it. It's kind of like you're, you're the omniscient God who you yeah. know, drops the, drops the character down in the middle of the, you know, the, the mm -hmm. desert and you want to see what happens next. Yeah. Not always a benevolent God, but a God no. nonetheless. Oh, I try not to torture them too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so not quite RE0 where that's the whole point. Let's torture yes. Subaru until he breaks. <laughs> yes. So, until they cry <laughs> until they cry ugly cry all the time all the crying all the tears <laughs> like what is their breaking point but yes. like i said i don't want to push them too far because there's some limits even i won't cross so yeah you know i feel like most writers have that and then you know if, even if they don't that's okay too whatever works yes uh well we write because we want to write and that's exactly. a that's a big you know, or we have to write um, because all those voices in our head need to get out there somehow. And it's like once it, once I finish something, then it's like, oh my goodness! And you know how like when you delete stuff off a of computer, then it runs a little bit faster. Yeah, that's my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what what do you think your favorite type of scene is? Uh, the the, mm. the type your favorite type to write because um, everyone has their what they think is their best. A lot of people like dialogue. Uh, some write amazingly uh, ama amazing action scenes. What do you think your your favorite type of scene is? My favorite type of scene is to realize when the character has that realization point because. Okay. I am the type of writer that I like to kind of like really, I, I like, I, I will, I like to think that I'm more lyrical in my writing than most than other people are, but because my, 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 my inner, because I tend to do third person omniscient, um, where the, you know, where it's mostly, it's still third person, but it's still very much focused on that one character. And I like to kind of like have them think about their past, think about their future, think about where they're at, and then have them kind of like have that moment, you know, the moment in the story when they finally realize what they need to do versus what they want to do. Yeah, and it's so good, that pivotal yeah. moment. Yes, I love writing those. Like, it's just like, yes, all this turmoil he's been through has not been pointless, man. I'm not, <laughs> a, I'm not a mean God, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, um, all right, so let's see. Uh, is there uh, an author that you try and emulate at all, uh, or are you you just you know? Because some of us, you know, we're like, okay, when we write, we hear a certain kind of cadence or a certain style in our head, or are you just you know free versing it out there? Oh, I'm free versing that out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I do, uh, my favorite authors does include like Emily Dickinson, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, of course, you know. Talking about free verse, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so po like- Poe po had rhyme, Poe had yeah, rhyme. They, they did. <laughs> 
but like I think I, I definitely admire that versus more like using a certain cadence unless that's the point I'm trying to go for like if the story if, if I guess my I guess what I'm trying to say is if the story itself is set out to have a certain cadence then yeah I'll write with that in mind but not with any particular author or trying to any emulation okay. uh, with that in mind but uh, um, I do I mean like I said now that I'm starting to read more like different not just like different genre like di not, I guess not necessarily different genres but definitely different authors I'm definitely picking up some cues and some like kind of like unintentional tips that they leave in their stories on what I could do to elevate my own stuff oh that's that that's an interesting way of putting it um yeah. so uh is there a, a favorite uh book series or anime that you're that you're into right now or that you you know uh, something that you go back to sailor moon straight sailor up moon. Straight all right up. That is, uh, um, as far as like, you know, stuff like that, Sailor Moon will always be my starting point for that, just because, you know, Magical Girl, it's classic, yes. something I grew up with, and again, hold very, hold very dear to my heart, but at the same time, I'm just, I guess I always want to write something that can reach little girls, or yeah, little girls like me out there who feel alone and lost, and that is something I always try to aim in my stories is to reach someone, to connect with someone. Well, another series that I really admire or I really look to is Umeneko When They Cry. Okay. Um, it's massive. It's a long read, but it's definitely worth it. It's so, there's a lot of layers. I also like to try to include a lot of layers and subtle things in my writing as well. And I feel like Umeneko really uh, masters that. That's that's cool. I mean, that's, you know, there are, you know, so one of the biggest complaints that some people have mm -hmm. about light novels is that, you know, they don't really layer things up the way, you know, oh, uh, and I'll right. put it in quote, real novels do. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm, it's not gonna keep me from not reading. It's not going to no, keep me from reading no. a, a light novel because I need that fluff in my life. Because if I didn't, I'd lose my mind. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's a comfort, and I think a lot of people don't appreciate that. Like, here's the thing. Here's something I'm learning about American novels, or yeah, at least American published novels versus the original light novels. American. I mean, I'm actually trying to publish a get a, pu a book published right now in the process of that. So. I'm just speaking as like a, a, a new writer coming in. Yeah. It is extremely hard to find diverse voices in, the, in, in this genre. Yes, it is. It is extremely difficult because I, uh, right now I'm trying to read more Latinx and Hispanic authors who, you know, are in English. And fortunately I can't, I can't, read Spanish anymore so I have to read things in English and it's just really difficult to find diverse um, authors because as a minority as a minority in the United States it is very difficult to even get your voice out there in the first place much less in a massive gated community like published works but damn it I'm gonna try hey I say go for it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's a product of passion. It's something that you go out there and do. I mean, 
I, you know, I'm definitely not coming from where you're coming from, but I have found the more I talk to L OELN guys, and yes, it is mainly guys. Yeah, um, no, but I know. <laughs> it, they, they generally have been um, very accepting, and they, they they they're big fans of stories. They're big fans yeah. of writers, and um, yeah, they 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 seem to be willing to give out their advice uh, on things. And oh, yeah. I'd I'd love to see. It'd be nice if there were more diverse uh, diversity in the genre. Mm-hmm. But, and that's, um, and but thinking sorry. of where the inspiration is coming from is a rather homogeneous society where yeah. the original the, the irony <laughs> of it all really yeah exactly I mean and that's the that's the interesting thing to me too is that OELN has one of the most diverse group of people I have ever had the fortune to to be with and to be to call myself as part of the community and I think that again, a lot of anime, like, you know, I think that a lot of anime fans are, you know, in a way are kind of subscribing to that homogeneous society's beliefs, if you think about it. Yeah. Just because, you know, there's always that controversy, oh, you know, is is Sailor Moon white? First of all, no, she isn't. She's Japanese. <laughs> She's Japanese. <laughs> but that's just how they see themselves as, and that's valid. You know, you can draw whatever you want, no one can say whatever, well, it's not that no one can say whatever. It's just more of that's just how they see themselves. They never expected to be as popular in the West as they are. But because of that inspiration, it inspired a whole group of people, me, you, everybody in, in the light novel community, really like come together. And because of that, there's a, it's a lot more diverse. There's a lot more... I think maybe it's just for the for the for the sake of for the fact that self publishers and indie authors anyway are just as diverse. But I feel like just be, I think it's a little tight, more tight knit community with us, just because we also like anime as well, right? And oh, yeah. Japanese media, really. Yes, uh, yes, I, I I would agree, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you my uh, big Sailor Moon story on the other side of this. Ooh, um, okay. Uh, but uh, we can definitely find your work on, let's see, you've got it up on Honeyfeed. Uh, you have uh, tarot readings on Discord. Uh, you've got Twitch. Uh, you, uh, and you have a Patreon page. And people can follow you at BasicBaka on uh, Twitter. And uh, I know you're just as excited as I am in the fact that the, the barriers to entry into the publication market have been lowered so it's no longer a uh, ivory tower that we need to climb or conquer that we can get our stories out there Mm -hmm. and like i said i love talking with authors i love talking with people like you Uh, i hope that everybody who is listening enjoys that as well and uh, they'll take time to go ahead and give us a subscribe to wlnm and we hope you can and we hope to continue to highlight the best that independent creators have to offer And until next time, keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.